Explore my exclusive Shayna Blaze designer collection at Harris Scarf, the perfect update for your living, dining or bedroom space. My Shayna Blaze designer collection features pieces that mix and match effortlessly. Harris Scarf, great brands, great prices, shopping store or online. Welcome to the Homestyle Podcast with Shayna Blaze. Thanks to Beaumont Tiles, with tiles for every style and budget. And Harris Scarf, great brands, great prices. And yes, welcome to Homestyle with Shayna Blaze for Beaumont Tiles. Of course, you can drop into one of their 115 stores and let their specialist help you select the perfect tile for your next reno. And thanks to Harris Scarf, great to have them on board. You can sleep better with Harris Scarf in the latest from the Shayna Blaze collection, which is in store today. And it's time to welcome Shayna Blaze, interior designer, judge on the block, and soon to be on our screens in her new show, Country Home Rescued documenting the renovation of her forever home in Kyneton in Victoria. Hello, Shana. Great to see you again. Hi, Jane. Good to see you too. Have I, you... Just, I have to say that, you know, each week we catch up that the world changes so much and there's so much to talk about. Like, it's just crazy what's going on in the world right now, especially here in Australia. Oh, absolutely. I mean, in the UK, you know, they're new prime minister has already gone after 45 days and yes we have had a lot of change in the in the world mm. and in Australia which we will sort of get to uh, incredible flooding like you know when you hear some area has had the most rain since records began you know we're going through a pretty intense uh, weather yeah. cycle at the moment uh, mm. when it comes to country home rescue do we have an air date yet when can i see it china i'm hanging out it will be coming soon it definitely there will be a promo on very soon and i i can tell you it is weeks away. So it's very exciting and it's something that we've sat on for a year. Um, Like we finished it a year ago. And um, uh, it's one of those ones where it's taken a while to get to screen but totally worth the wait. And it's so different to what you're seeing on the block. It's not just a reno show. As you said, it's a forever home and that there's a big difference of what you do and it's not selling to the market. It's not selling to trends. It's how you do your home to live in it and love it. So um, it will be completely different aspects of design. And thankfully your area and also where I chose to buy in regional Australia, we haven't had uh, extreme flooding in both of our towns. But how's the old girl holding up? How's the house? Have you found any bits that maybe needed more attention than you did with the original Renault or was it just a complete redo? Pretty much a complete redo. <laughs> so you've got I, a new roof. I have roof. to say the garden is suffering because it's just sodden with water. There's nowhere for it to go. And even though the, the main town of Kyneton wasn't flooded, like the rivers did break their banks towards the roads and, you know, it flooded the race course and did a lot of damage there and a lot of sort of front yard areas. So that there is that long-term thing. And also, like, the rivers are full and the rain this week um, has really just added to it and there's nowhere for the water to go. So there has been like a, a big oversplash in width of the um, the river. So not that great, but it's definitely like the Bendigo and then going more north. It's just, it's, it's just awful. It's so awful. Yeah, and there's people as we speak who are still waiting to see whether their towns have been protected. So in a moment, mm. we're going to find out about your experience on selling houses Australia. And also Kyle and Cara, of course, 
previously from the block. They are going to join us to talk about, well, I guess some tips if you are facing a full reno after floodwaters through your house or perhaps it's time for a bit of an update. They've got some great tips for us. And we're also going to, well, I need some help, Shana. I've done a bit of a spring bedroom rework. (laughs) I'm a bit stuck. (laughs) I need some uh, assistance from you. But Shana, as we think of people in flooded areas, I was really interested to um, know that you had done an episode of Selling Houses Australia in the flood zone that was hit. It was a good 10 years ago now, I think, in Brisbane. So let me just uh, remind you, here's the promo for that episode. In a national tragedy, they lost $200,000 in value overnight. It all happened so quickly. Just ceiling, electrics, bathroom, kitchen. We need to pull out every trick in the book to get this house livable again. Oh, gee, it was just a, a mm. really incredible episode. Brisbane floods, Yoronga, uh, season five, ep one. Shana, what did you find when you walked into that house that had been devastated by flood? Well, there was most of the plaster had been taken off. There was it literally was a shell, like all the timber um, walls were stripped, and the the timber everything was soaked because it was all timber internals and. It smelt like it takes a long time to dry out, even though, you know, you, you think, well, there's no plaster, there's no nothing. There was a few walls that still had plaster that could show us how high the water went, which is sort of went up to my chest height. So it, it's pretty oh. high, even though I'm short, it's still a lot of height. Um, but at the same time, the, the smell, and that was without the furniture, that was without everything. And... They had, um, and a lot of people in flood zones will be very um, knowledgeable on this, like industrial um, dehumidifiers, and which takes the moisture out of the air, which takes the moisture out of the timber. And it takes weeks. Like it's not days. It's not a quick fix. So, you know, it, it has to sit empty for a long time to actually dry out. And um, so I think this, um, the dehumidifiers were going for a good month and we still had them going as we were there. So is that your advice to people is really as hard as it may be that you're throwing out family heirlooms and, you know, furniture that's had meeting in your life? You've just got to get out anything that is going to hold that moisture and let the mould and the, the stink set in? Well, the thing is also um, it, it, the mould comes very, very quick. Once the mould sets in, you have to make that decision whether it's worth working for because even though once you dry it out, the mould sits there, you have to bleach it and then there's, you know, the spores can still grow. And especially, you know, so the northern states, the humidity just lets the spores just go and go. So there's a lot of work that needs to be done. And that's what a lot of people find with the fires. It's the water damage that comes from putting the fire out that does the most damage to things. So it... it, you have to do it a case by case. If there if there are some heirlooms that might be worth putting it in another room in another space with a dehumidifier and dry out the timber and give it time because that's the one thing it does take time. Um, but it's the fabrics that set in the mould very, very quickly. And, and also, you know, there's a lot of people that weren't even in the flood zones that had like mould, like Sydney and, you know, northern New South Wales, the the problem with mould there um, just couldn't be enough. Like people were throwing out leather, all their leather shoes, the leather handbags, everything, and it's very hard to sort of get that because whatever um, you're going to do on that, it's going to ruin the fabric 
and integrity of, of that. So it, it is a, a piece-by-piece piece decision. And if there is family heirlooms, I would do a big research because you might want to keep it, but it might be something that's just, it's not going to do anything to save it. So yeah, it, it is, it's a hard process. It's a very, very hard process. And a lot of people will have to come up to that right now. And you are listening to Homestyle with Shana Blaze, all thanks to Beaumont Tiles. You can drop into one of Beaumont's 115 stores and let their specialists help you out with your next renovation. And, well, they are wonderful ambassadors for Beaumont Tiles. They've been on the show uh, a couple of months ago. Kyle and Cara, you're almost like Kylie Minogue. It's just Kylie now. Kyle and Cara, we know who you are. We don't even need to introduce you. Welcome back to Homestyle. <laughs> thanks, thanks for having us. Always a pleasure to be back and, yeah, always look forward to catching up with Shana as well. So I just love seeing your smiling faces, so it's just awesome. <laughs> now, guys, we were just uh, speaking about the fact that, sadly, for, for many Australians at the moment in, um, you know, Victoria, New South Wales, there is flooding, flooding, flooding. So Shana's had that experience renovating on Selling Houses Australia. Uh, Kyle, have you ever had an issue with flooding? I mean, we have to remember this doesn't only happen when the water falls from the sky and it's a natural disaster. It can actually happen on building sites uh, not infrequently, I've heard. Yeah, that's right. Like one of bathrooms, you've got to be so careful when you're renovating that you go about the waterproofing the right way. Um, I mean, we always use licensed trades, people that, you know, we've used before to go in and waterproof a bathroom. It's not really something I'd recommend for the DIYer unless they really, you know, know what they're doing and have someone like a professional sort of helping them through those steps. Because in my experience, we have had a leaking bathroom a few years ago and um, the damage from it, it ended up going much further than the actual bathroom it went outside like outside into the hallway um, and lifted all the floorboards so if it's not done correctly you you, you can suffer a fair bit down the track if something goes loose. Mm, I, had, I had something pretty similar to that that I'd, I'd bought this place um, where I am now and there was the bathroom had we hadn't used it for a couple of years but then I started using it and then I just hear all this screaming and um, it started leaking in the, the room, the bedroom underneath and it was coming through all the light fittings. How dangerous is that? Wow. And um, Paul did it, ended up pulling it apart that these people who I'd bought it off who were in the industry had done a bathroom with zero waterproofing. You're zero. zero. So it, in a, it was totally ineffective and could never use it till it was fully renovated again. So that, that's the thing with a lot of, uh, and I'm sure you, because you buy a lot of 70s and 80s homes, that there's a lot of 70s and 80s um, renos that there's no waterproofing. Yeah, you do inherit some problems like that when you're, um, you know, when you're buying these older homes. And I guess that's why it's key to use licensed tradespeople that can give you the certificates at the end, especially if you go to sell, you can produce those certificates to the new buyers and say it's all been done correctly. Mm, mm, absolutely. And I think also like if you're someone that's looking to purchase a property and you know, you, you're buying an old home, you've got to expect a few things, but I think it's important for purchasers to use a building inspector, like do your building in pest, do your due mm. diligence, on those sorts of things so if you if there is any moisture like 
around that bathroom where it shouldn't be, they'll be able to pick that up with moisture detectors and you'll sort of start to see evidence of where there might be a leak, a leak so that you can anticipate, right, oh, I need to allocate some budget for a new bathroom, like just bite the bullet and know that's what's got to be done. Oh, you're making so much sense to me, Kyle. I, uh, I bought my little country house a year or so ago and, yep, the entire bathroom floor was rotted out. So the uh, small reno turned it into an entire room. <laughs> yep. That's where people really do need to allow that buffer, that allowance when they're buying older homes. You mm. are going to things that people don't pick up on. Yeah, absolutely. Now, last week on the show, uh, last time on the show, we actually talked about visualisation. Cara, I would love to hear from you. We were talking about the Be Visual Live tool for Beaumonts because, you know, I'm imagining people and look, we're feeling for people looking at a damaged house, perhaps floodwaters have been through going, oh my gosh, we've got to start from scratch and how overwhelming that process might be. Are you, you must be great with visualisation, Cara. <laughs> I do often have those visuals in my head, but sometimes that you need to see it especially if you're explaining it to other people like the trades that are going to be completing the job. And that's where the Beaumont's Be Visual tool is really useful. And particularly, as you said, for people that need to be renovating now, they've got insurance work. Often you're making these decisions really quickly and having that visual tool is a really good you know, step in the right direction. So, guys, we want to talk today for Beaumont Tiles about 10 key steps to success when you're renovating a new bathroom. Look, we did touch on some of this uh, last time we spoke, but for people that are looking at that very beginning of the process, Kyle, is there a couple of things that you think, I mean, you've just mentioned the waterproofing, just so essential. Is there anything else that really, before you even start to think about the nice things, the pretty things and the beautiful tiles that you really want to focus on? Yeah, absolutely. I, I always like if you do have to rip out a bathroom as an opportunity, if it needs to, to reconfigure the layout. Um, and that's that's where you want to really make sure that you nail that layout. It functions. You put the toilet in the right spot so it's not going to be seen, but it's still practical to get to. Um, so I would say my first thing would be nail your layout. Um, and, and start to go from there. Secondly, make sure your all your um, tapware and all the items that you've selected for your bathroom are done before you get the trades there. That sounds like you've had some hold-ups in the past, guys. <laughs> That's right. Well, it's not just hold-ups. It's things like, um, you know, I might choose a gooseneck shower head and if I don't have that on site, the plumbers might assume that I've got a standard shower head coming out and... You really need those those fixtures chosen so that plumbers can work out the exact heights. Yep. If they're not available, if they're not available to be on site, at least have a document there with all the specs on what you're installing ready to go. Um, things like mixers that have to go in behind the wall or have to be on site beforehand. Otherwise, you're going to cause delays down the track, and you know the plumber's going to have to go and come back again. So, you want to do like a seamless job and have everything organised so that people come in, get their work done, and out they go. And there's also a part like you know if you're doing sort of a like not a, a full retrofit. Uh, sorry, you're not doing a full renovation, but more of a retrofit. Is that to speak to your plumber? before you buy the tapware because a lot of the time people think that they can just, okay, I'm just going to swap the taps over, I'm going to swap this and I'm going to buy this and it'll be happening. That doesn't always work that way because the the mechanics of the tapware that you want may not fit into what's there. So it might end up being a much 
pricier change than what you were expecting. So always consult with your plumber um, what you're hoping to do and mm -hmm. just see how far that change has to go. Absolutely. I mean, there is bathrooms which, you know, you can only do the certain layout that they've got. You're sort of, you know, this is what it is and you're stuck with it. And it might not be a bad layout. It's just what you've got to, it's what you've got to do rather than, you know, jackhammering out a concrete slab. If you're on a concrete slab, let's leave the drainage points, like leave the shower, leave the toilet, leave the vanity where they are and just basically refurbish that. And like you said, Shana, excellent point, because if someone wants to go putting an in-wall system into where there's a concrete wall, that might not be achievable. So I think definitely bringing in your trades and just getting a, a couple of um, couple of thoughts from yeah. there is a good, good tip. Well, it saves you money in the end too. You think like, oh, I'm getting them over. It's costing me money to have them over. It could save you thousands. 100%. Yeah. So that's really interesting that I sort of said, oh, you better get your fundamentals first before you choose all the pretty lovely things. But really, Kyle, you've just said you actually need to choose all that stuff and do all the My Style quiz and, and work out what is going to be the look of that room because the look actually dictates, yes, the mechanics behind the whole fit out, yeah. 100%. So you lay out and then, and then you look and then you want to choose all those things, particularly um, your tapware and the infrastructure that's got to go into that bathroom. Then you can start to, you know, dismantle what's there and, and the trades can come in and start to rough all those new fittings in. It uh, mm. explains as well why you always see uh, tap fittings and bathroom fittings on Facebook Marketplace because people have obviously bought the wrong thing, China. <laughs> and they're like, oh, my gosh, that cost me a fortune. Recoup. Yeah. That's so true. And people, you know, renovate on budgets by you know, capitalising on other people's mistakes, essentially. Yeah, that's right. I'm, we're all about the second-hand economy, but if you can avoid, <laughs> like, throwing money into it deliberately, like, yeah, stick it, keep it in your pocket. And, guys, how is your renovation going? Like, I'm thinking, you know, we probably won't speak to you before Christmas. Like, where are you at in, in the family cycle and, and the business cycle of things heading into the silly season? Oh, look, we've just come out of council with our latest project and we're so excited because we've waited a year for that. And, you know, if you had have told us a year ago that we would have waited a year, I probably would have had a heart attack, but <laughs> we're out. Now we just need to get our construction certificate, such a process. Um, but I think, Kyle, you are hoping to have some pools dug before Christmas. Yeah, 100%. Like, we've got two pools out the back because it's a duplex, so really amazing garden spaces. Um, for each each home. So I'm hoping to have the pool shells done, have a slab down before Christmas and hopefully start building some structural frames. That's my that's my goal. That's what I'm going to aim for. It's ambitious, but you can do it. If anyone can do it, you can do it. Yeah, um, it. But I have to say a lot of people will be feeling your pain, of, you know, taking a year um, to actually get your certificates and your build certificates because... Everybody went into full reno, changing everything, and the council, you know, didn't have the capacity to put them all through. Mm -hmm. And, you know, th there's just so many difficulties in the building world at the moment that there's so much more patience than what we've ever had to have. Do you feel that? Yeah, 100%. Like, it was like we've spoken to other people and they're all in the same boat. It's not like, you know, our project took 
a particularly long time compared to someone else's just due to the nature of it being a duplex and having to go through a town planner it, it literally is like yeah like you said Shana they're you know understaffed there's a lot of work going on through council they're having to process a lot so we just had to you know keep being persistent and just keep making sure we're offering you know our services to council if we can do anything to help hurry it up like we're we're here we can give you whatever you need <laughs> we are glass half full type of people so i i do in hindsight go okay everything happens for a reason i've yeah. had a bit more time to plan although i personally i work better under pressure like give me <laughs> Give me a year and I'm going to leave it because I don't want to, you know, change my mind. And the exciting thing is we're able to use a couple of new building products that have only just been released. So, you know, you've just got to look on the bright side and, yeah, we're looking forward to sharing it all. Uh, and it's, I'm so with you, it's all about it all happens for a reason, the delays, you know, because I've had so many projects that I've been working on for like four years, two years, three years and it's one of those ones where it the frustration is palpable but at the same time once you get to that moment you go ah oh, we are yeah. so much better off for that delay and yeah. don't you think looking back you go oh that went quick you know at the time it feel like <laughs> just you just I look at the last year and I'm like what happened like you know my son's yeah. kindergarten and we're almost at the end and I just think gee time just flies yeah I think, you know, I call it the lost years, you know, those two years of COVID, you know, and this is sort of like this year has been like stop, start, stop, start. So mm. we've, we're sort of, it's almost like we're allowed to go, then the break's allowed to go. So we've had two lost years, then we're out from the gates, then you've got to stop, then you go. And it's so I'm sort yeah. of hoping that momentum is really starting to charge and next year will flow, will start flowing. So yeah. we've had two lost years, we've had a, we've had a strange, you know, breaks on, breaks off moment yeah. and then just moving on from there. That's right. And I, I feel like for us, we've learned a lot in that period too about what we want to try and achieve um, once this project's done and how we want to be planning for the next one before this one's wrapped up. So we yeah. don't have this, you know, you know, 24 month kind of downtime. We'll start planning for the next one in maybe six to eight months. So yeah. a few steps ahead. Mm, mm. And Cara, yeah. can you tell us what style you are sort of trending towards? Of course, I've been on the uh, What's My Style quiz and the style guides on the Beaumont website, very useful. They've got the coastal, contemporary, the industrial, the farmhouse, Mediterranean. Can, can you give us a hint? Where are you heading? Look, I'm reluctant to label our styles as yet, but I can tell you that the layouts are identical inside and we've done that for a reason because we want to, you know, each week reveal some rooms and do two completely different takes on the one layout. So in terms of tiles, we make sure they're they're really different from side to side. One might be lighter and brighter, one might be darker and moodier. I think they'll still both be within our coastal palette, but I'm um, looking forward to playing with some contrast in one of them and, you know, some darker timber tones in the other, some darker tiles. So... Yeah, we're going to have some fun. Guys, thank mm. you so much. It's been great to hear from you uh, today. And if we don't chat to you this year on Homestore, imagine how much we're going to have to uh, speak about next year once you're actually cracking and those pools are dug, Kyle, and you've got some framework up. Yeah, can't wait. It's going to be exciting. Awesome. Well, good so luck good. with it all. Thanks, Shana. Thanks, Shana. Good to see you. Good to see you too. 
And of course, you can keep up to date with Kyle and Cara via their Instagram, their social media. Oh, just exciting process, isn't it, Shana? But like you say, there's a lot of waiting involved in a lot of renovation and building at the moment. So patience is of the essence. Yeah, absolutely. And timelines are everything. And as we know, you know, what I said about Country Home Rescue, like things just take longer in this time of our lives, really. And I just think patience is something we've had to learn very, very quickly. Absolutely. Look, I'm new to this whole renovation thing and I was so proud. I got the quotes and I got a new roof on order. And then I said, okay, so when can you do it? And he's like, oh, about three or four months when the weather clears up. And I'm like, oh, So for the moment, I'm putting up with the drips in the ceiling, Shana, so. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, look, well, I knew. A, there, there is a shortage of trades too and there's a shortage of materials. So add that onto it and the frustration, it's pretty real. So, yes, a new roof on order and, and hopefully within the time frame promised and, and hopefully at some point the rain does stop. This is Homestyle for Harris Scarf. Shop the latest from the Shana Blaze range at Harris Scarf. And, of course, thanks to Beaumont Tiles, 115 stores around the country. Let their specialist help you out with your next renovation. And, of course, jump on their website and check out Kyle and Cara's awesome videos and info. Now, as we have a little bit of a style focus, Shana, on spring, summer bedrooms, let's chat bedrooms for Harris Scarf. Shana, I recently bought a very cheap bed. It was only 70 bucks because I basically got a score on uh, Facebook Marketplace. I've done the wow. chalk paint thing. I've done the Porter's uh, bay leaf, I think, in the sort of eggshell paint. But now I'm stuck because none of my linen actually matches because I've done green paint on the bed. So help me out. What would you do, Shana, when you've got a fairly strong statement coloured piece of furniture in your bedroom and you need to coordinate? Should I just be going for whites? Well, you did send me the screen cap and you've got all the beautiful nature out there. So I totally get why you went what went for that colour. There's two ways you can do it. You can actually do like really fresh, fresh whites and then just layer it with beautiful deep green cushions rather than just going for the softness. So go something that's got quite a strong impact because there is a lot of colour in that bed head. So you don't want to deny bringing that to the fore of how beautiful it is or you can go the other style and go pattern which you know the um the avery one that i've got at the moment that i think would look amazing there do you know what so (laughs) that's exactly the look that i saw on the harris garth's website avery is this stunning uh piece from your range shana with just the most glorious like green leafy foliage a couple of birds in there as well but the green palette is just so beautiful so i actually looked at that before i chose the color for the bed isn't that funny because the thing is the inspiration for this range coming out was that country style because been working on my house I knew the block so you know there's a lot of focus on tree change greenery so a lot of the elements are about that sort of country beautiful relaxed environment so yeah well you nailed it you don't need that much help you worked it out I just have to tick it now going yes it works oh, and the good news <laughs> is Shana for me is that the Avery uh, sets are now on sale so I can actually score the king size doing a cover not over $200 but $109.99 which is there an absolute bargain there you go Shana, I noticed that just by changing the position of my bed in a room to access a wardrobe better, it's not a huge room, but, you know, it's the right end of the house. Um, 
I noticed that it just ch- changed completely the functionality of the room. So why should we be thinking of doing a little summer sort of refresh? Like, like how can it actually improve your life? Well, I think, you know, in winter, we like to hunker down. We like to feel sort of cocooned. We want, like to feel that we're um, sort of, you know, being looked after in the dark. But then once it comes to spring, it is like, you know, it's a little bit like um, Snow White whistle while you work, like, you know, flap out the sheets and have a good time it, it is it's like a, it's a renewal so change even if like you changing the position of your bed gives you a different perspective of the room that you look at you know rather than sort of looking at that same wall the whole time it might be a case that you can't change the position of the bed so maybe change the artwork you know freshen up the artwork that's going there change the sheets to a different color something fresh always those beautiful fresh white sheets make such a difference for that spring feel Absolutely. And Shana, what I've noticed though is um, you were talking on the show a few months ago about double doonering. Now we're mm-hmm. still, you're getting those evenings that are a little bit warmer, but then the uh, temperature drops. I'm going to buy throws. Tell me about throws. Can I use them in my bedroom, but also drag them out for guests when, you know, we're around um, a chilly evening, perhaps having a glass of wine outside? I think that's the great thing about, you know, calling them a throw. You can throw them anywhere, <laughs> throw them on the bed. You can throw it on this the the chair in your bedroom you can throw them over your shoulders you can put it over your lap while you're watching tv and you can do it outside because you know once we're still at that moment when the sun goes down it's quite chilly so just having something there over your shoulders or on your lap whether you're in the house or you're outside um they're just so practical and that's you know so many people say why aren't they this huge size well if they're oversized it's typically for the bedroom, but, you know, just having that general size means you can use it for so many different spaces rather than just having one certain throw for a specific area. Look, I know this veers off the topic, Shana, but I did notice you have some beach towels because I'm in Christmas present shopping mode and, I don't know, I love a good beach towel. My sister's always asked me for them. Uh, And you've got some great, like, the resort beach towel and they're on sale as well. Look, I think it's a real shifting colour for me this time. You know, I've gone for those warmer colours. I tend to work with a very blue palette and a very cool palette. But these ones are those beautiful oranges and ochres and everything that we're seeing at the moment. And and it's got a little bit of blue in there as, as a high contrast, so the stripes stick out more. So I think I just think that energy that comes from those bolder colours at the moment, I think, that, again, that's that new spring, summer feel of sort of igniting energy and I think there's the towels are fun and you know beach is fun but the the good thing is that they're good for by the pool not just the beach and um you know you might just you may not have a pool but you're not you might want a beach towel as your towel for your bathroom because they're just so much bigger and the colors like you say are gorgeous um yeah I'm getting a blow up paddling pool so I don't care if I don't have a pool pool trainer (laughs) I still want to have all the luxe little fittings around my paddling pool. And, of course, you can shop the entire Harris Scarf Shana Blaze range in-store or online now. I just get lost in that website, I've got to say. Shana, before we leave you, any tips on the block next time we speak? It is done and dusted. Can I just ask you, at the beginning of the podcast, you said that you thought there was one couple on the block this year that potentially had what it takes to become professionals at this. Can you tell me, was it Dylan or Jenny or Tom and Sarah Jane? Am I warm? Tom and Sarah Jane. Absolutely. (laughs) Tom and Sarah Jane. Like Tom is a workhorse and, you know, he's definitely saved them so much money by just 
literally working 24-7. Like I think he slept four hours every night. So mm. he was cleaning up rubbish. He was doing, he was sweeping. If he couldn't do that skill, he did all the, the, the stuff to support the trade. So that's really, really helped them on top of everything that they've got. Their colour palette for the, the country, the thing that they've done, um, and as we just saw, you know, what they did in the sheds with that mezzanine floor is, you know, yes, it downstairs did not have the wow factor, but you don't, it's not all about the wow factor. This is about a real estate decision that um, people, they, they will go, oh, I don't care, but we've got an extra room. This actually could be a place that you could um, rent out. Mm, or run a full business from. Yes, exactly. That's so interesting. It reminds me of what Kyle just sort of said, that, you know, think about what you need to do to make that, uh, like in that case, a bathroom, a reality. You know, what do I have to cut? What do I what do I have to make happen to give me the options further down the track? And they said that Tom had planned that whole mezzanine level months ago. Like one of the first things he did, that foresight and planning is quite incredible, isn't it? Absolutely. And, and that's the thing also on the block. You do have to have that. And that's where you see a lot of couples that don't have that consistency because they're not thinking how the room that they're doing today is going to match with the room that's happening mm. next week or whatever. So, you know, if there's any tips for people that are applying for the block at the moment, planning ahead of what you're doing now that's going to connect with what's happening in the future um, is very smart decisions. And I know there's a lot of people saying, oh, you're so biased. You're so, you know, if somebody's doing a good job, how can you not celebrate them? It, it, it's not about sharing the pool in a competition. It's about saying these guys have nailed the, the real estate decisions, they've nailed the colour palette, they've nailed the, the consistency and, and they're all the things you've got to look at. It's not just about the wow factor. Uh, so Tom and Sarah Jane, for the win, can we take a tip? Look, you know what? For a win for my heart, I think absolutely. The, the size of their bedrooms could work against them. And that's why it was a really smart decision with what they did out in the shed. I do think Rachel and Ryan have got an incredible chance because, you know, what they had the planning for that vineyard and the way that they're going to do that vineyard that, you know, they've already got in the contract that somebody is going to look after the, the grapes. So literally you can sit there and watch the grapes grow and make your money. Um, but at the same time that, you know, they really did listen. They had that contemporary feel. So they made sure that their contemporary feel started filtering in all those country elements. And it's a good size house and it's got that beautiful view. And to me, it's either of those. Well, time will tell. It's been a fascinating series. I cannot wait to see the uh, finish of the landscaping that's all happening as we speak. Shana, thank you so much. And uh, I'm heading to Harris Gulf now because I feel a, a little more inspired for my spring bedroom zhuzh. <laughs> Sounds brilliant. And I can't wait. So by the time we talk next, we will have a date for Country Home Rescue. Oh, so exciting. Can't wait to see it. Thank you so much, Shana. We'll talk soon. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Homestyle Podcast. With Shana Blaze, thanks to Beaumont Tiles. With tiles for every style and budget. And Harris Scarf, great brands, great prices. Explore my exclusive Shana Blaze designer collection at Harris Scarf. The perfect update for your living, dining or bedroom space. My Shana Blaze designer collection features pieces that mix and match effortlessly. Harris Scarf, great brands, great prices. Shop in store or online.